Now back to Just Jenny. Just Jenny. Follow Jenny on Twitter at Jenny Hutt and like her page at Facebook.com slash Jenny Hutt. My dad was in, in the music business and uh, not just in the music business. I mean, he produced and worked with and and discovered and um, on music too, was a music publisher, a producer. He was a, a record exec. He has print stories because he's pretty much worked with all the sort of all the greats. And so he's going to call in to give some of his print stories. But Charles, dad... Pops. Yeah, hi Jennifer. How are hi. you? Hi, Daddy. So I was saying that I was it was unclear whether you were going to actually call in because I know how busy you are. So, Dad, let's talk about Prince because it really is. I mean, I mean, the whole internet is flipping out. Everybody is so upset because Prince really just yes, he was an icon. He was. I feel like so much of his music was part of the soundtrack of so many of our lives, of so many of our sort of important moments. We could hear his music playing. So tell me how you knew Prince and some of the stuff that went on. Well, obviously, I, I, I've been a fan of Prince uh, for a long, long time. Mm-hmm. Uh, and um, not just of his performance or um, uh, his records, but his incredible songs. Uh, Sinead O'Connor's Nothing Compares to You. Uh, mm-hmm. um, you know, he's written so many really spectacular songs that other people have adopted and and those songs have become iconic for them. Yeah, but like Manic the, the, Monday, Manic Monday, uh, the Bangles it, it, is his too. It, it, exactly. And uh, and one of Chaka Khan's uh, iconic songs as well. Mm-hmm. But what was interesting is in a, around 1990, mm-hmm. um, I received a phone call from someone who said that he was representing uh, Prince. And I took the call and this person said that Prince was interested in meeting me. Would I be interested in meeting him? And of course, I said yes. I would love to do that. I'm a big fan, and I admire him greatly. And they asked when I was coming to Los Angeles, and I told them in a couple of weeks. And uh, they called me back, and we arranged for a meeting at the Beverly Hills Hotel in a bungalow that I had organized right on the side street of Crescent, which is uh, gives you easy access. You don't have to go through the hotel. And we were going to meet at three o'clock on this particular day. And I was sitting on the porch, and um, this big stretch limo came pulling up in front of the bungalow and slowed up uh, almost to a dead stop. Um, the driver rolled the window down, looked at me, and then sped off. What? And, yep. And then about five minutes later, it came cruising down again, and there was a second stretch limo behind it. And they stopped, and um, out came Prince. And uh, he came walking up the steps, and I greeted him and said, you know, hello. And we walked inside, and we sat down on two chairs, and a couch was in between us. And he said that he uh, really admired what I had done with SBK Records, which was my new record company and the hits that we were having. Yes. And the way I marketed them, and he wanted to know whether I would be interested in releasing music that he would produce. Wow. And of course, of course, I said, I would love to do that. That would be an honor. You know, I'm a big fan. And he said, well, you know, he knows that if he delivered me music uh, with great artists, that I would do the right thing with them. And I said, I would. And I said, and when will you be ready to do this? And he said, you know, pretty soon. And then I said, well, when can I hear the music? And he looked at me and he said, I, I, I can't play you the music. Uh, I just want you to put it out. 
And I said... Uh, so he wanted to just hand you... He wanted you to agree to releasing music you had not yet heard. Yeah. And, and on your so label. I, yeah. So I said to him, I looked at him, I said, you know, I could never do that. I, I said, I would have to hear the music because it's my label. Right. And he said, well, you know, I'm telling you, it's going to be my music. It's going to be fabulous. <laughs> and these artists are terrific. And I said, well, again, you know, I would love to do this, but I have to hear the music first. Right. So he looked at me. Uh, he stood up. I stood up. He shook my hand and he walked out the door. Wow. Um, so that was my first Prince story. And yeah. at that time, you know, I called him Prince and he called me Charles. Of course. And um, about, I, I want to say, five years later or four years later. When he changed his name to the symbol or the artist? Well, I'm going to tell you. I get a phone call from a lawyer and a guy that I knew well named Lundell McMillan, who at that time was Prince's lawyer. And he said, you know, Prince has uh, just finished a new uh, three-CD um uh, album like a compilation and, and would you no, no and he said would you be interested in releasing it and distributing it through emi and i said of course I." because would. at the time you had sold sbk to emi and you were running emi that's correct and i yeah. said of course i would uh but you understand and and before i could say anything he then said yes you have to hear it and i said correct because obviously prince had told him that story and he said, well, would you come to Paisley Park to hear it? And I said, definitely. And he said, well, let me call you back. I need to speak to the artist formerly known as Prince. <laughs> so I said, okay. So we hung up, and about a week later, I got a call back from Londell. And he said, the artist would love it if you could come to Paisley Park. So I uh, organized uh, three or four of my, my folks, and we got on my plane, and we flew to Paisley Park. And I uh, walked into Paisley Park, and he couldn't have been more friendly or nicer and welcome, welcoming. And he took me into his beautiful big office, and we sat there, and we listened to uh, about an hour of music uh, of his CD that we then ultimately released called Emancipation. Mm. And, uh, and um, I didn't call him anything because I wasn't going to call him the artist formerly known as. And, <laughs> and I wasn't going to call him Prince because it wasn't his name anymore. Oh, my gosh. And I didn't, I didn't, know, matter, I didn't know how to make the sign. Right. Uh, so we just, you know, we just spoke. We finished. He then gave us all a tour of Paisley Park, which was fabulous. Yeah. What was that like? I mean, it, was, it was great. His studio was incredible. And yeah. everything was, you know, was purple. And That's what I was going to say. Was it all purple? Yeah. A lot, a lot of purple. Mm -hmm. And... Um, so then we, I got back in the car, went to the airport, got on my plane, and as I was ta the plane was taxiing, I saw another plane land, and the door opened, and out came some executives from Polygram Records. No. And I realized they were going to now do the same thing. No. Uh, about, yeah, about two weeks later, Londell called me and said, the artist uh, would like to meet and would like you to distribute his product. Wow. Um, so... We then ultimately made a deal. He came up to the office, and um, before he came, Lundell said, remember, you know, you can't call him Prince. He's the artist formerly known as Prince. And I said, oh my well, exactly. What would happen if something was about to fall on his head? Do I have to really <laughs> go through that whole artist formerly known as Prince Duck? I said, I think I would say Prince. <laughs> um, 
Anyway, we had a great meeting, and ultimately I did release yeah. uh, that CD, and I did spend time hanging out with him, uh, going to some clubs with him, and um, spending time with him. He couldn't have been nicer. He couldn't have been uh, sweeter. He couldn't have been more yeah. real. Right. Uh, and, what a great and he was talent. terrific. Uh, what a talent. And we, all, we also had a big release party at Paisley Park where we flew in press people from all over the world, and we had a gigantic party at Paisley Park uh, to, uh, to mark the launch of Emancipation. But look at that. Look at how smart he was. I mean, we know how smart he was, and we know how talented he was, but even in terms of how he wanted to execute his album release, that he was interviewing record labels. Oh, yes, absolutely. absolutely. Right? I mean, that's... Yep. that's And you were already... And to interview someone like you, you'd already put out the greats. It's not like this was your first rodeo. You'd... you'd recorded, produced, put out Barbara Streisand's albums. You worked with Diana Ross, Dolly Parton, all the huge names, and, and at the time, the, the the current names, too. So And still you had to be vetted. Well, you, you forgot about Ice Ice Baby. Dad, I could never forget about Vanilla Ice. <laughs> He's part of the, I love the uh, 90s. That, it's a sad day because he was a very special, special, not only artist, right. but person. Yeah. And he... he he really did a lot of great things for a lot of people individually that the world doesn't really know about, but I'm sure it's going to come out today. Mm-hmm. I also felt, uh, and I hope your audience doesn't take exception to this, that though his real name was Prince, I always thought he was the king of music. Oh, Dad. 